Welcome to Sacrifice to Success podcast. My name is David Weaver, and I am the owner of the Forgotten Heart Project. My mission is to help others create freedom in every aspect of their life. In this season of the podcast, we are talking life, business, and what makes you feel alive. We are speaking with business owners and entrepreneurs from all over, hearing about the sacrifices, the learnings, the twists, the turns, the ups and downs, and the successes that they have had in life and business. These are their stories. All right. Welcome, everybody. I am extra excited today because we have a special guest who is one of my favorite people, and her name is Robin D'Angelo. Welcome, Robin. Hey, thanks for having me, David. Yes. So um, there are like a million things that we could talk about, <laughs> but let's let's start with just uh, a little bit about where you're located, who you are, what you do. Yeah. Um, so I, as you said, I'm Robin D'Angelo. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Um, I'm also a Reiki master and a creator of sacred space, which I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about. Um, I am located in um, Laguna Hills, California, right near Laguna Beach. So about an hour north of San Diego, hour south of LA. And um, my practice, I'm, you know, I'm a psychotherapist, so I have a private practice here, but I'm fully virtual. I've been um, 100% online ever since, you know, 2020 shut down. And I just kind of stayed this way. And it's been, it's been quite nice, to be honest. So that's me. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So I don't know anything about like, how you got into this world and how you got started. So I'd love to hear, you know, was this like, oh, yeah, I had always wanted to do this since college? Or, you know, how did that all of Yeah. Um, yeah. So unlike most therapists who will start out with that, with like, oh yeah, I always knew I wanted to help people. Um, yeah, that just wasn't me. <laughs> you know, I grew up in a house where, you know, dad went off to work and mom stayed home with the kids. And it was like, I knew with every fiber of my being, I didn't want to be a mom who stayed home with kids. And mm -hmm. so I started out pretty ambitiously in, you know, I, I went to college. Um, I got my bachelor's in corporate communications and dove right into the advertising world. Um, so, you know, after years of being at advertising agencies in my twenties, um, gosh, I mean, there's just so much to that. Like the ad agency life is a pretty hardcore one. And, um, you know, there's, there's rarely days that were less than 14 hours. Um, it was, it was brutal. And, um, you'd think there's also like this really hardcore party scene connected to it. So okay. it's like, you're working these insane hours and then you're going and partying all night and then you're showing up again to work. And I just, you know, growing up in Las Vegas, you'd think I'd be able to hang and I just could not. <laughs> um, so um, yeah. And it was 2008 hit uh, and I actually okay. got laid off and that was my first time. I mean, that was so devastating and confusing, um, but it was an opportunity to say, okay, well, what do I want to do now? Um, I wanted something more fulfilling, but I, I was like, 
all I know is how to like work my ass off and make a lot of money and not really care about, you know, if this feels good or not, or if it's fulfilling. Mm -hmm. So at 29 years old, you know, I was unemployed for the first time in my gosh, adult life. And a family, I sat down with a family friend who was a therapist and she's like, let's just talk about this, right? Like, what do you want? And after some talking, she just said, Robin, like, you're a therapist. Like you need to be a therapist. And I remember just <laughs> laughing out loud. Like, what are you talking about? I don't, you know, I, I don't even think I'd ever seen a therapist. I'm like, what? Uh, okay. Um, so we just talked more and she, you know, reflected back to me. She was like, everything that you're telling me in the way you, you know, are so curious about life and the hows and the whys and, you know, like, this is, this is the making of, of an organic, like a really organic, great license or a therapist. So anyway, kind of fast forward, you know, I was, I was 29 years old and I went to grad school, um, completely changed my career. And um, after years of doing that and years to get licensed, it's a really intense process to get licensed and having to get 3000 hours. And I opened up my own private practice. Um, that was back in 2014, um, which was hard. I mean, you know, having the marketing background, thankfully was really helpful and totally set me apart from most therapists who mm-hmm. don't know how to run a business and don't know how to market themselves. Um, but it was fun because I went from like, my different business names, right? It was like therapy with Robin and then counseling Laguna Hills. And then it was the happy couple expert. And by the way, David, I just have to say, I got so much shit from my colleagues. Um, when I, when I, um, kind of evolved into the happy couple expert. Um, and yeah, that was a, why? yeah, that was the first time I realized like, <laughs> Not all therapists, for those that are listening, um, but many therapists are incredibly insecure and judgmental when it comes to business. And Mm. so I was getting things like, oh, that's neat. So what makes you think you're an expert, right? Or like, who are you to call yourself the expert in in something like this? It was just wild to me. Um, And it was confusing at first. Um, but like, I thought, you know, I worked my ass off for this and I'm really good at what I do. Um, Mm -hmm. so I just, I, you know, I didn't let that really slow me down for too long, but you know, you know, eight years of a couple's therapy practice. Um, it was so busy. I even had to hire people. So I had a group practice for a while. Um, but you know, I just, honestly, I, I got really burnt out. Um, I went through my own divorce and that kind of made it a little bit harder for me to really enjoy um, helping couples um, Mm -hmm. for a while there. And then 2020 hit and, you know, most of us therapists, we were burnt. We were so burnt out. Things got really busy for us. Um, So I think you and I started working, wasn't it 2019? I think we started working together like early 2019, I think. It cannot be three years ago. No yeah, way. Totally. Really? Yes. <laughs> that's when I started dreaming up the Wild Grace Collective. Okay. And so that's where I am today. Long story of how I got into this. You know, I'm now I'm now the the owner and and um just the such a humbled and honored um, you know, person to be in, you know, leading people through the Wild Grace Collective now. Um, so that's kind of how Wild Grace Collective was born and where I am today. So long story of how this happened, but 
Yeah, no, that's awesome. Okay, so when you were when you were going to grad school, were you mm -hmm. working at the time, or were you just fully focused on school? So for the first year, I was fully working, or I'm sorry, I was fully just focused on school. And then your second year is when you start seeing clients. You have to get that you know practical um, application and and working with clients. And basically, you're a baby therapist. So you're practicing. You're making no money, <laughs> mm -hmm. which is ridiculous to me. But yeah, so I was working and going to school. Okay. And did you, right, right away, were you like, hey, mm -hmm. this, this person that I had talked to before, like, they were right. This is for me. Or, or was it like, I don't know, like, we'll keep, you know, yeah, <laughs> what was that no, like? That's a great question. Um, gosh, thinking back. It felt, it felt natural. So in the beginning, I mean, as anyone, you know, getting started into any career, like you're, you're the newbie, you're green and you're just kind of figuring out, you know, what works for me? How do I best do this in a really authentic way? And so in the beginning, coming from this corporate world of like, you identify the problem, you come up with solutions and you fix it. And I was early on what's called a solutions focused therapist. I'm like, yeah, meet with me. I'll help you clear up whatever it is. And like 10 sessions, bang, we're done. <laughs> and so, cool. so yeah, in the beginning it was like, oh yeah, hell yeah. This is what I'm supposed to do. As I have just grown as my own individual person and professionally, so much has changed. I'm doing a lot more depth work. I'm doing spirituality work. I've incorporated like mystical practices, spiritual practices, things that once again, my colleagues kind of give me the side eye for. So it's just, it's, it's interesting that, you know, yes, in the beginning, I was like, hell yes, this is where I'm supposed to be. And while I'm still supposed to be here, it's expanded immensely. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that is such a beautiful thing to allow. And I think that you are just an, an amazing example of, of allowing that, of like asking and allowing and then just going, you know? Um, so let, let's just talk about that for a second. Like what what has made it possible for you to, to evolve to the degree that you think that you have from going from that to like where you are now? So many things, so many, really, <laughs> so many really hard things, so many really beautiful things. Um, really, truly being open to my own process, being, you know, going to my own therapy, having my own spiritual guides and teachers and mentors and coaches like yourself that really get me to open up and think about life differently, right? Like, yeah. what do I want? I mean, at the end of the day like as far as we know we get one chance at this whole like being on earth thing so mm -hmm. <laughs> if i want to do this and i want to make a really loving impact on this world and i also want to feel fulfilled like mm -hmm. what needs to change right and so i just i've never stopped getting curious with myself and so mm -hmm. and and being honest with myself which isn't always easy right like if something's not working like my, my couples therapy practice was so successful. Like the phone was ringing off the hook and I'm like, I just don't love this. I'm not, this isn't nourishing work anymore. Mm -hmm. It was really hard to shut that practice down. Yes. Really hard. hundred <laughs> percent. 
Yes. <laughs> you know, I know. Right. It's like, cause I had this experience too. And I don't know if you know this, but with, um, our fitness facility that we had and going through that and doing that for eight years and having a lot of success. And then having that moment one day when you're like, this isn't, this isn't what's next anymore. <laughs> and I don't know, I don't know how to deal with this. Like I called it like, like the death of a dream. And so I don't know if it felt like that for you. Um, but to me, that's like, that's what it was. It was like my first kid and, and this thing that I worked so hard and I had been so single-mindedly focused, which I, I think probably you too, like why we were so successful mm-hmm. that I didn't even think, oh, what about when this is over? <laughs> that wasn't even in my head for like seven years. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. And of course, of course, I remember being told, I'm sure you said this to me at some point, but so many different, you know, business mentors of like, the day you start a business, you need to be also creating space for exiting. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. No, this is, this is my jam. This is my dream. Like, this is what I will be yeah. doing. I'm good at this. This is fulfilling. And again, it was through my own life experiences like all of us, that our desires change, our Mm -hmm. joys change, right? What brings us joy, the things that are challenging for us change. You know, I remember becoming really successful as the happy couple expert because I was doing, this was back in Facebook Lives first start. I was doing Facebook Lives every day. I was everywhere on the internet. Um, I I'm so tired of doing, I'm like, I was like, that was a decade ago. No part of me wants to be, I just don't have that same energy, right? Mm -hmm. It's, so it's learning how to kind of like you said, honor what can feel like a death of what used to be and Mm -hmm. stepping into what is, what naturally is right now and being okay with the knowing that it's probably going to change again. Shit. <laughs> it's probably going to change again. And it's yeah. going to be okay. I was just thinking that right now. I was like, you know what? I'm, I haven't thought about this thing I'm doing right now as having a... <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. man. We just fall into those same patterns. We do. Um, so two things that you said earlier that I think are so key and important, which is curiosity and honesty. Yeah. yeah. And so how do you help people um, in that, in yeah. that discovery of those specifically those two things to like help them move forward? Yeah. Well, I think it first starts with, you know, first of all, who do I help? Right. And typically the people that are drawn to my work, um, are those who on the outside look like they've got it all together. And they even think to themselves, like, I should be happy with this life. Right. Mm, but on the inside, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. Like, look at it, this, everything I've worked for, I have it, it's here. I should mm-hmm. be happy. And yet on the inside, they're dying or they feel lonely or empty or just unfulfilled, right? And so I, I mean, it's pretty simple. I help them rediscover their joy. And I, and I do this by just helping them find their way back to themselves, which mm-hmm. can sound kind of cheesy, <laughs> but like I was saying before, like 
all throughout our lives, you know, we're growing and we're changing through really hard shit um, and really joyful things. So over time, there's just so much of ourselves to continually discover and unearth and let go of and step into. And so what I know to be true is, you know, when we are are most miserable, we are totally miserable or just lost um, or unsatisfied. Like we're usually also the furthest away from our hearts, furthest away from our purpose. Mm. And so I like to consider myself a guide and a fellow traveler to the people that I'm working with, right? I walk alongside Mm -hmm. them and we just kind of reconnect. You know, oftentimes people will say, I just feel so lost. And I'm of the belief that, you know, we're never, we're never truly lost. I think we just disconnect from the part of us that knows we disconnect. Mm -hmm. And that could be for protection. That could be just out of exhaustion, right? So part of what I do with my clients is I help them you know, reconnect to the parts of themselves that either they used to be connected to or never felt connected to, but that was always there. It's always Mm -hmm. there. So the work is really around less of looking outside of self, right? Like what's the next workshop? What's the next, you know, what's the next trip? What's the next thing that I can sign up for and learn? And it's like, sure, that's great. But if you're completely disconnected from yourself, you're going to just keep searching and searching and mm-hmm. searching. So does yeah. that answer your question of how, how I do that? Yeah. You, yeah. And I wasn't looking for like, what's the one, two, three process? Um, <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I like to think, uh, I think about through the lens of, of kids quite a bit, because I like to think that in general, we come out knowing how to be a healthy, happy human Mm. for the most part. And then like that gets messed up somewhere along the way (laughs) (laughs) for the most part. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. But I was just thinking about how I think this is a a distinct difference where kids are naturally super curious, Mm -hmm. totally curious. They want to learn about everything, but they are not curious about themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause they're still, they're still building their sense of a self and identity. Sure. So I think um, I just had this, aha kind of while you were talking there of like this is such a cool opportunity to take this thing we know as kids but we don't know how to do it in this way and say okay how can I be curious about what's going on with me now instead of judgmental about what's going on with me because that's mostly what we're doing it's just judging ourselves all the time all the time all the time right and we learn that we learn that growing up through so many different avenues so a lot of reconnecting to ourselves is undoing that wiring, right? Mm -hmm. Undoing the critical wiring. And by undoing that, what I actually do is I help my clients change their relationship with certain parts of themselves, right? Mm -hmm. So we have scared parts of ourselves. We have like very protective parts of ourselves, critical parts. Like we have all these parts. I'm a big, I'm a big parts person. (laughs) We do parts work. And instead of trying to get rid of a particular part, like, ah, my critical part, geez, she's such a bitch. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. How do we love on her? Right. How do we change our relationship with her? Right. Because certain parts of us that create challenges in our lives, they're just like kids. Right. When Mm -hmm. 
when kids are the hardest to love because they're losing their minds and melting down, that is the moment they need your love the most, mm-hmm. right? And so parts of us operate the same way. When we're having parts of us that are just creating chaos in our lives or creating loneliness in our lives, like it's our job to go in and and get curious with that part. Like, Hey, like what is going on? Right. Where did this come from? And then what do you need? And learning how to give that to ourselves before any workshop can give us that, or any partner can give us that, or our kids, like we have to learn how to do that. And that's what I help my clients do. Yeah. Mm, So good. I love it. (laughs) So, yeah, I I like to say, and I don't know who told me this, but this sentence of just like, you already have everything that you need. And that's, that's just what's coming to mind when you're speaking to that. Um, But this other idea, which you are exactly talking about, I'd love uh, to hear your further thoughts on it. And and I always talk about there's what we're doing and then who we're being. Mm. And I feel like the work that you do is really helping people and who they are being so that when they go do they show up differently. Yeah. It's, I mean, when you say that, what comes to mind for me is the word integration. Mm. And that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to integrate all of our parts and integrate how we allow them to show up in the world and how we allow them to express themselves. And that's how we express, right? Like how can we show up in our lives, all the different roles we play fully expressed And doing that in a way that kind of going back to the very beginning is curious, is honest, and is kind, right? Like, Mm -hmm. how do we do that? And a part of that is really honoring those, what it's kind of a buzzword, but like the shadow parts of us or the parts of us that are harder, harder to manage sometimes, or that seem to create chaos or disconnection. So Again, this goes back to what you're talking about, this idea of integration, Mm. right? And having grace for ourselves when it's like, shit, I just showed up (laughs) in a way that is not how I wanted to. It's like, okay, well, you're human. How do we move through it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and not to like talk about kids again, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yesterday, I think they're they're such a good example of uh, Mm. giving yourself the chance to ask for forgiveness (laughs) quite often because you didn't like how you showed up. Um, But anyways, okay. So man, we could probably talk for hours, but (laughs) let's go, let's talk a little bit more about your journey. And so I'm curious about, um, you've talked about some of the struggles, but what is something like in your entrepreneurial journey that stood out as like, this was a real challenge. And then here's kind of the lesson that came from it. Something that is more recent was when I did decide to shut down my business, the couples practice, that was just December of 2021. And I, <laughs> I had this false um, sense of confidence and it was mm-hmm. very humbling. And I just thought, oh yeah, people in my community know me. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to start up the Wild Grace Collective. My phone's going to keep ringing off the hook. Like there's not going to be a gap. This is going to be great. It's going to be so easy. Literally, that was my thought. Um, yeah, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> the phone didn't ring 
for months. Mm. Um, and that was humbling. And that was such a reminder of when you have the courage to step away from something that is not working for you on a heart spiritual alignment level, but is rocking in the, you know, financially and rocking in the business world, but you decide you step away from it and step into something else, you still have to do the work to grow it. I'm like, man, I forgot. I forgot what it's like to start from scratch. Mm. And while I didn't completely, I still have my community, lots of therapists know and love me. Even today, I'll hear things like, oh, wait, so you also work with men? <laughs> it's like, yeah. You know, so, so it's a constant yeah. reminder of <sighs> tapping back into almost like that newbie, excited energy of, I need to tell everyone what I do and how I do it over and over and over and over again um, mm -hmm. to make sure people get it. And it, uh, and honestly, I mean, here we are, this is May that we're talking and it was this week that I thought, gosh, how do I say what I do? Like, I'm still trying to refine my <laughs> elevator pitch. Right. Yeah. And so I think that's been really hard for me is starting over and stepping into something that went from, yeah, I help couples create, you know, epic relationships. I help them through the messiness of couplehood. Yeah. Done. Easy. To mm -hmm. So <laughs> I help people find their way back to themselves. Right. So, so it's, yeah. still, it's still a work in progress, but I think just that humbling moment of, wait a minute, this isn't just going to automatically carry over. This was a big change. And mm -hmm. so, so navigating that has been a big challenge and a joy as well. I love it. Yeah. And I just, I just want to acknowledge the courage that it takes mm. to do that because it would be so easy to not yeah. <laughs> and just yeah. keep doing the thing that's making the money. Exactly. Um, and so I know, I know how hard of a choice that is um yeah and and it's interesting too like yeah you bring up like oh yeah well, i help couples and so it, i find it very fascinating that people okay. that's a very like cut and dry thing like <laughs> yeah a relationship sucks we need to fix it yep. <laughs> okay yep. we're gonna call robin she's gonna help us with that <laughs> <laughs> but then this other thing is like um okay so you need to like take a look at yourself and be really honest and then when you're ready to do something about it give me a call <laughs> right yeah. that's like a much harder ask too it really is and it's it's also moving from this place of you know even marketing is different where when you're yeah. working with couples or or things that people are kind of openly and um, publicly struggling with, right? Anxiety, depression, like it's clear how that is negatively impacting your life and you want to fix that. Yeah. But when you start talking about this idea of, well, yeah, I mean, I'm not that happy, but I mean, is anyone really? It's like, yeah, right? Like, yes. Yeah, and so it's um, it's a much different way of talking about it because you're not really necessarily talking about these pain points because when you do people go yeah so what like you just push through that's what we do right so mm -hmm. it's it's tricky to navigate 
it's right. Like there's this idea in business of, um, what is it? Well, it was back from my, my undergrad days of sell them what they sell them, what they want, but give them what they need. Mm-hmm. And people don't necessarily know that they can be happier. So they mm-hmm. don't necessarily say, yeah, yeah, I, I want to be happier. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's, it's really been interesting to kind of navigate even the marketing and the language around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and you get to, you get to invite the possibility that it is. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And you, and you, for everyone listening, Robin is an, an amazing example of what is possible. So she's Thank you. not making this up. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not making um, this up. Yeah. Okay, cool. So then let's, let's flip it. And what is something that in your entrepreneurial journey, you are like so proud of and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that you want to share? I would have to say it's kind of, you know, the other side of the same coin. It's mm. being able to say, this doesn't work for me anymore. I am basically kind of, you know, what I'm helping my clients do. And a lot of therapists will say, you know, our most ideal clients are an earlier version of us, of ourselves. Mm. Like we know that yeah. that's our most ideal. We've gone through it. We know it. We know how to move through it, how to navigate through it. So I am most proud of my courage to do what felt incredibly scary. I was, you know, in the middle of a divorce. Um, It's like, wow, all of that, all of that income going away would have been, you know, it it was hard. It was hard to make that, that um, decision. Um, But I'm most proud of that. And I'm most stoked on that because it's given me continued courage to take even bolder action in my practice. You know, the world of psychotherapy is steeped in a lot of tradition and a lot of restriction. And um, I have gotten bold and courageous to start offering Reiki services. Like what? I mean, it's gotten a lot more popular, but when I started this therapist, like, oh no, no, you have to have a completely separate business. It was just all these, you can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. Mm And so I'm really proud of myself for doing it anyway and doing it ethically, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but allowing my, my truth to come through in my work, right? And it allows me to be a model for my clients of, yeah, this shit's scary, especially when you're being told you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. Um, no one's, no one's going to want that type thing. And still just saying, I'm feeling the pull. This mm-hmm. feels like my soul's calling and I'm going to step into it. It's going to be messy. Some things aren't going to work. Um, but mm-hmm. so, yeah, that's what I'm most stoked about is I keep taking these really bold, for me, bold steps and it's paying off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So, um, you said something towards the beginning that I think people would find interesting and I'm curious your take on it, which is this like solution-based therapy because yeah. I don't, I don't want to like poo-poo on anybody, but I have definitely heard people tell me who they've gone to therapy. They've gone for years yeah. and they feel like nothing has changed. They've just sat and talked to somebody and, you know, I think yeah. that's not obviously most ideal. Um, right. It's like a paid friend. 
which is kind of cool for the therapist, but um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, from your perspective, like what, for, first of all, like what should people look for when they're talking to somebody in any realm? And yeah. then secondly, like how, how is it different? Cause I think you said that that phrase is solution based. I hadn't heard that before. And mm -hmm. I think that's speaking to that exact thing right there. So I'd love for you to expand on that. Yeah. So first of all, there are so many different modalities of therapy because there's so many different people out there and what works for one isn't going to work for someone else. So I'm grateful yeah. for the fact that there is solution focused therapy. There is CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. Like there's so many different ways to get the healing that you're looking for. Um, <clears throat> I think what's most important and the research actually shows this, what's most important is do you feel connected to the person you're talking to? <laughs> Period. Period. And so yeah. if you feel seen, if you feel heard, you are much more likely to take the action that is needed in order to get the outcome you want in your life. Mm -hmm. And if you're not feeling supported, if you're not feeling heard, you're not going to do the work. Period. And the healing probably isn't going to happen. You might make some, you know, very logistical changes some strategic changes and other things in life start to function differently and operate differently. differently. That's great. Um, but again, like I said, everyone, everyone is different. So it really just depends on what is it that you are looking for. If talk therapy has not gotten you the results that you want, there's things like, um, brain spotting. That's something that I offer some of my clients where you don't even have to talk. I mean, that's a whole nother thing, which is amazing. Um, if you don't well, want sounds to. sounds great to some people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, um, so again, it's just like, I always tell people, you know, ask yourself and I, and I ask this whenever I'm doing my consult calls with people, I make sure to talk to everyone before I work with them. And I tell them, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to share a little bit about how I work. I want to hear how you, what you're looking for. And if for any reason, this does not feel good today, I'm going to give you referrals. How's that sound? I'm like, yeah. But one of the questions I ask people is I say, like, I'm going to put you to work before we even meet. Mm -hmm. If we work together, if it feels like a good fit. And at the end of our time together, because I don't want to see you forever. Sorry, you sound delightful, but that, I don't feel like I'm doing my job if I see you forever. Um, but if at the end of our time together, you can say, oh my God, I'm so glad I did this. This is exactly what I needed. What's different in your life? Mm -hmm. So I help people to start to envision, well, what is it actually going to feel like? What do you want it to look like? Like, it's so easy to say, David, I, I don't want this anymore. And I for sure want to get rid of this. And this, I'm so tired of this, right? It's so easy to talk about what we want to move away from. But nobody teaches us how to really, truly envision what we want to move toward. So even on that first call, I'm asking people or I'm priming them, like working with me is really going to be about what do you want? 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 Like it's, it's, it's always in that, okay, what's now what's getting in the way. Right. Mm -hmm. But it always goes back to at your heart, leading you back home to yourself. What is it that you want and how do we make that livable and fulfilling? That yeah. Answer the question. <laughs> yeah, totally. 
and what do you want and and not what do you think you should want yep because yep. <laughs> that's yep. probably a lot of what's going on well, when you first talk to people for sure and it's going deeper right it's <clears throat> it's yeah. what do you want oh yeah i want i want to have this house okay cool so what i'll remind people is you think you want a thing but what we all really want is we want to feel how we think we're going to feel when we get the thing yes and they're like oh shit <laughs> so it's like cool so let's focus on that feeling right like what is it you want to feel how do you want yeah. to feel moving through your life you get one shot at this right yeah. how do we create this for you so love it okay <laughs> awesome okay so talk to us more about wild grace what is <gasps> wild grace all about and and then of course like you talked about how you you work with men too so tell us all about it <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Wild Grace Collective, <clears throat> it is, um, it's a couple different things. I am a licensed psychotherapist. So I do offer therapy for individual men and women, like I said, who are just feeling unfulfilled, who are like, there's got to be more to this life. Like, I want more. I don't really know where to start. How do I do this? So that's through individual therapy. Um, but my, you know, and like I said, I offer Reiki healing, which is energy healing. Um, and I also do what's called brain spotting, which is a type of therapy um, that is helping. Oftentimes it's used with any kind of trauma, but it can also be, I, I have found the most success with two things in particular with brain spotting. Um, it's usually men, high powered men that are like, all of a sudden I have to do these presentations on Zoom and I'm getting panic attacks. What is this about? I've been doing this for years. So it's like panic, any kind of fears. But it's also been really helpful for heartbreak, people going through any kind of breakup, divorce, any loss, really, friendships. That's really, really hard. So that's brain spotting. But my, my just deepest passion is through these women's um, gatherings, the Wild Grace Women Gatherings, and they are what I call sacred circles. And so it's an opportunity for women all over. It's not, it's you know, because it's virtual, women from all locations can join and it's not therapy, it's community building. And it allows women to have what I call a corrective experience with other women. So many times mm. women are like, oh, women are so catty or it's so clicky or it just doesn't feel good to be around other women. I feel so judged. And the women that are drawn to these gatherings are yearning for the same thing. They're all looking for community with other heart-centered women, women who are usually really smart and sensitive, and women that are spiritual. And I always say we like to play in the woo-woo. <laughs> so nice. no particular religion, but I always say, bring, bring your religion. I don't care. Bring whatever you want, but there is a spiritual element. Um, and so it's an opportunity to meditate, to do some contemplative journaling. Um, we go deep. We just do. We go deep and we go quickly. And it's an opportunity, too, for women to either cultivate or even just maybe for the first time step into and create a spiritual practice with some of that mystical stuff with oracle cards and Reiki. So it's this beautiful blend of, um, you know, my traditional classical training in, you know, neuroscience and I'm a total brain geek. So I love talking about what's going on in our brains and our bodies. And like I talked about before, integration, integrating that mm -hmm. spiritual part of us, integrating our soul's purpose. 
So those are women's gatherings that have been just deeply impactful for not only the women I work with, but myself as well. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And where can they find out more information about that? Yeah. So I'm on, you know, Instagram at the Wild Grace Collective. You can head out to my website, thewildgracecollective.com, Facebook. I'm kind of everywhere. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I am. And it's, it's a place to find community, like I said, for women and for those men that are like, I'm ready for something. I'm ready for something different or everything else in my life is pretty good except my relationships. I just don't really feel fulfilled. So mm. yeah, that's been, that's been um, just an honor to be able to work with men who have the courage to step into that space. So yeah, Instagram, Facebook website, that's where I'm at. <laughs> All the things everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Awesome. And then, so I know you put together something for the guests today. So tell us about that. Yeah, I wanted to create something um, special for all the listeners. Um, I know that your audience is full of busy entrepreneurs like myself. And so um, I love writing and recording my own meditations. And so I created a meditation for everyone listening um, that is to help you cultivate a calm, creative, and centered start to your busy day. So I will have that available um, for everyone who's interested. Yes, I'm I'm super excited to check that out because <laughs> I don't know anybody, including myself, who doesn't want <laughs> and need that to like start the day, right? Totally, totally. And it's nice to have it in a guided way so that you can just kind of sit back and let me take you on this guided journey that is fairly short and then you can jump right into your day. Awesome. That's so cool. Okay, great. So final, well, actually two more <laughs> questions. Okay. One. What makes you feel fully alive? Mm. Oh my gosh. What doesn't these days? It's been kind of a blessing. Um, (laughs) Yeah. For me, yeah. For (laughs) me, what makes me feel fully alive is being outdoors in nature, Mm. especially hiking, getting in the dirt. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Okay. And then because I know you have like a million pearls of wisdom for us. What is one thing you would love to leave the audience with to think about? Mm. Like I said before, we get one shot at this whole being on earth thing. So do you love your life? And if not, what do you want to do about it? Let's do something. Yeah, let's do something. Let's do something. (laughs) Love it. Okay. Thank you so much, Robin. I appreciate you. Thank you. This has been really fun. Thank you for listening to Sacrifice to Success podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the show, please check out the link in the show notes and you can find all of the details there. If you got something out of this interview, would you please take a moment to share on social media? You can just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to somebody or post it on the socials. Let's see if we can change the narrative of social media and post valuable, positive content. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. So to make sure you don't miss any episodes, please go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and they mean a lot to me. 
If you'd like to know more, go to my website, davidweavercoach.com, or you can follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook. Those links are also in the show notes. And I do also have a free training on my website as well. So thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time. Thank you.